anything. Hey. Always back my people up. I don't want anyone else to go alone, you know. It's just scary out there alone. John, that was a nice the reference dark. to uh, The Legend of Zelda on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, that's what you uh, love your gaming off. podcast, you know. That's, that's right, man. I need, John, Gold Star. I need more of that from everybody else. You want your Gold Stars today. Okay, have, Shigeru Miyamoto. <laughs> I have one yeah, more man, star no to hand out. Uh, we are the Broken Campfire Podcast. Welcome. You probably know that. This is episode 148. Wow, that's really weird and scary. Uh, I'm jo- I'm Andy, mm-hmm. the host, uh, but not just the only host, actually. This is kind of a weird podcast because we have several hosts, including myself, John, Blask, and Greg. Yeah, Hello. you brought yourself you up the- twice. That's kind of problematic. Yeah, weird, kind of weird. Is it because you're the host with the most? Is that... Uh, I am indeed the host with the most. I didn't, you know, I didn't do that on purpose, but you know, like maybe subconsciously, I just felt like I needed to like hmm. make people aware of that. Your uh, most but, but now, actually, I just did it like explicitly, so kind of ruined that. Vito's not here. He's in Italy yet again, as always. Um, boy's gonna go broke with all these international flights back and forth, but that's not my problem. It's actually your problem, listener. Because uh, you could be giving us your support in the form of a message to our email, brokencampfire.gmail.com, a subscribe to our YouTube, youtube.com slash brokencampfire, or at least, uh, you know, hit me up on Twitter. Oh, uh, sorry, but it's called uh, X nowadays. You yeah. may have not gotten the memo. When you said support, I was so conditioned to hear you start talking about a Patreon that doesn't exist. Well, that, yeah, I mean, that was the vibe I was going for, yeah. <laughs> I'm just uh, Okay. I think we have a great episode tonight. We have not convened in a couple of weeks. We've all been kind of busy, but not just busy with real life. I think there's some video games that have been happening, just a little bit. I hope life. everybody has at least one spooky thing to talk about, given that this is the, you know, the, the, the mid-October. The yeah. We'll start off with Flash. Flash. Sick. Over the last couple weeks, have you done anything spook-worthy? Have you yeah, been frightened so. at all in the last couple of weeks? Well, you know me. October's the best month of the friggin' us. year. Okay, settle down. <laughs> settle down, Spookmeister. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, October's the best month of the year, and uh, it's my favorite month of the year. And that's because I just, I just do Halloween all month for myself. Um, in this case, to for the, the last couple of weeks, I played a game called Guilt, spelled G Y L T. Oh yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah, that's uh, that's <laughs> that's Guilt, that's if you will. Guilt. Um, it was originally a Stadia exclusive game, but then so that was a few years ago. But then it got released to PC this summer. Um. It's a third-person action-adventure, basically. Imagine I feel like I saw um, you play a little bit of this, didn't I? I did, I did stream it a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, imagine a, uh, a Leica animation movie, like um, no idea Coraline or, okay. or Paranorma. Paranorman, I mean. Um, which are, you know, those are fun movies. But imagine that, except playable. And uh, the gameplay design and world building of like a 
Silent Hill or especially like an Alan Wake, um, kind of a combination of those two properties, in fact. Uh, so that the game is right up my alley because I love uh, like Coraline, Paranorman, that kind of stuff. And I love Silent Hill, Alan Wake, that kind of stuff. So um, you play as a young girl out one night putting up missing posters for her cousin who recently vanished. And soon you end up back in your small main town. But now the town is all torn up and abandoned, except for the otherworldly monsters, uh, the creatures that skulk about, of course. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, not a, it's not a terribly complex experience, but it's definitely enjoyable. It's like light puzzles, simple combat, pretty simple combat. Um, decent stealth, uh, a lot of uh, collectibles to find that fill in the backstory for you. Um, uh, the music is pretty atmospheric. The The theming of the game is, is pretty pointed. Um, and despite its simplicity, there is an undeniable charm to it for, for me. I liked it. Um, it's not particularly deep, but then again, it was on Stadia. So <laughs> trailer looks cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, guilt, G-Y-L-T. Cool, guilt. Uh, I also played the demo for a game that is not new called uh, Nightmare Reaper. Have you guys heard of Nightmare Reaper? I am uh, no. Uh, I have you. not, but it sounds cool. <laughs> um, pretty chunky demo. It gives you a good feel for the game. It's a roguelite FPS looter shooter dungeon crawler with a like you know a pixel art style. So 2D sprites in a in 3D environment, a la Doom. Not my favorite Very aesthetic, unique. but it, yeah, not my favorite aesthetic. But it's a necessity for the for like the the great diversity of uh, environment, enemies, items, weapons, because uh, there are a lot of those things. A lot of weapon variety. You find uh, traditional guns, which all feel good, but you can also find all sorts of magical staffs and spell books um and also more like esoteric stuff like a trap box that lets you essentially capture enemies in a pokeball and re-release them as your ally stuff like that um and you can get modifiers on the weapons as well uh and as i said the the levels are all procedural for the um the roguelite looter loop so you'll sometimes be like scraping by and other times you'll be spoiled for choice with what you have at your disposal. Uh, and, so it uh, has uh, Super Mario uh, 3 in there? What do you as mean? A, uh, like a little mini game? On the trailer, there was uh, a stage for Super Mario 3. Oh. <laughs> uh, for, like okay. the main trailer of it. It was like, uh, like 56 seconds. Huh. I did not encounter that in my time in the demo. Oh. Um. But the last uh, neat feature I will mention is how you level up skills in the game. Oh, okay, that's what you're talking about. Okay, never mind. Sorry, I didn't understand what you were talking. I thought you, for some reason, I was picturing like you go to an arcade. Oh, game like an arcade or machine, and, and there's Mario Three. Super Mario 3. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did not make the connection at all. Even though I was literally just about to start talking about the thing you're describing. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I did. I didn't connect that. 
Yeah, so leveling up has you play a 2D side-scrolling platformer minigame like a, a miniature Super Mario level to complete the skill up. And you can collect extra money on the way for like the rest of the game. And uh, it presents the skill grid on like a Mario overworld as well. So kind of a a very unique, strange, but sort of amusing way of doing it. Play Mario to level up. Um, That's really so yeah, cool. I haven't I haven't bought okay. Nightmare Reaper yet, but I can I can say so far that I do recommend it. It seems really cool. Um, yeah, it seems like uh, it's already out. Uh, we should, we should uh, get this to our buddy Alex. Oh, yeah, I think he'd probably like it a lot, yeah. Yeah. And then um, I, I also played a bunch of... This. He's into these kind of games. Oh, sure. Uh, I also played a bunch of other demos from the recent Steam Next Fest that took place. Um, all oh, of yeah, the ones name, I chose were... Name 15. Name, <laughs> name 15. Damn yeah. it. Okay, I, I played a lot. I, pro- I probably played more than 15, but... Um, I play all like October games, so like horror and stuff like that. Uh, and I will touch on a few that I added to my wish list. So not 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 as many as fifteen. <laughs> uh, the first one, Hollow Cocoon, is a uh, a first person slow burn horror. Um, <clears throat> at least it was slow burn in the demo content. Just walking around in the demo, really. Um, the gameplay might end up being stealth based past the demo content so it's like it's set in a small japanese village and the dialogue is japanese it's a japanese game um it gave me it gave me vibes of like shenmue by way of pt with some fatal frame maybe thrown in uh but the, the takeaway for me was like gorgeous visuals really good looking i think i'll be looking out for it it doesn't really get the the demo itself doesn't really get into the horror aspect aside from just atmosphere but it seems neat um echoes of the living is literally resident evil just you know resident evil with the serial numbers filed filed off um specifically it's it's gameplay and visuals are very directly inspired by the re1 remake or you know re0 one one of those two the uh and, the character uh, for the trailer is looks like chris wearing barry's clothes a little oh bit. yeah yeah it's so uh direct <laughs> it's, it's so on uh-huh. those and uh, the locations you visit in the demo are pretty much like from like they feel like they're from RE2 and like RE Outbreak. Um, it seemed pretty competent from the amount that I played. Maybe a little rough, but uh, hopefully it'll be one to enjoy for you know us RE fans when it comes out. Um, you could do a lot worse for an RE clone. Then uh, I played Waterfall Prisoner which was a uh, a 3D escape room puzzle game set in a dungeon. Uh, at least the, the, the demos set in a dungeon that you're escaping from. Did you the visual style? Well, yeah, I completed the demo. So mm. um, I'm sorry. I didn't escape the entire dungeon. I escaped like the, the demo starting portion areas, the, the yeah. demo portion. Yeah. Um, but the visual style was to me very reminiscent of like amnesia the dark descent so i I like that and um the puzzles themselves are are well done and it had good atmosphere i think it'll be fun Uh, i don't know if the entire game will take place in you know a dungeon environment or not 
So what exactly is a waterfall prisoner? Are you imprisoned behind a waterfall, do you think? or uh... Do you remember uh, part two, Jojo, when uh, Caesar and uh, they're down in that pit that uh, Lisa Lisa put him in and they had to climb up? Yeah. <laughs> That's like a waterfall prison. Yeah, no, I kind of agree, but I also just read the first sentence of the description and you're just in the basement of Waterfall Tower. Yeah. So well, I don't I know if there's an actual it. waterfall involved. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe there's a waterfall outside of the tower nearby, you know what I'm saying? Maybe so. Maybe the maybe reason that your friends that. and family haven't found you is because they haven't done the video game trick where you go through the waterfall into the cave and then into saying, the dungeon. Yeah. They didn't maybe that's that how you escape at the end. Maybe. Maybe through the waterfall. Oh, no. And if it's uh, not, next, well, John's uh, already made a better game, so it's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. All right, well, they need not even release this one. No, please don't, actually. Next, The Last Exterminator is a uh, Duke Nukem. <laughs> Sounds like a badass action movie. Another boomer well, shooter? It's, it's like a, it's, it's, it's Duke Nukem 3D with the serial numbers fi- filed off. So it's what you'd expect from that. It's fun. It's funny. The demo was uh, the most insistent of the ones I played that it's a work in progress, but it's way more solid than most of the others that don't make that. Well, uh, I'm actually, you know, it, it doesn't even look like it's it's a true boomer shooter, right? Like the way that things are reacting to gunshots and stuff, it's almost I'll more like our physics. Yeah, there's like real physics and stuff going on, you know? Right, yeah. I mean, it's it's a modern shooter. It's not necessarily adhering strictly to old school, but it's definitely inspired by Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah, in in its uh, aesthetics and everything. It's like it looks um, like it, it plays modern, but it looks uh, boomer. Yeah, I mean, it played it played well from my experience. Um, I'm not, you know, a, a diehard anything uh, in regards to the shooters. Hey, when that guy in um, the clip shot that guy's head and it blew stuff up and knocked a chunk of the building off. That's pretty cool. <laughs> you play as a um like a semi-pathetic badass lady just slaughtering bug men who are destroying the city. Um and That's I liked cool. what characterization I saw. So like at the first health kit you pick up, she goes, Oh thank Christ. And that made me smile because she just like she's living out of a van that gets blown up right away. She's pissed about it. Uh, so I liked I liked the, what characterization I did the characters, see. Characters, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the last exterminator seems like it'll be a fun time. Okay, last exterminator. Uh, tenebrous somnia. I want to say tenebrous somnia. Here we come to the folks. Here we come to the segment of the show where Flash tries to make up a game and slip it in. I have seen this game actually, and I've been interested. Oh, he paid in this off game. Greg too. Okay, interesting. This is this Greg, game. I think is super sick. Fuck. I'll take my trailer yeah, later. So bro. This, this like game a... I made up and uh, sold to Greg is a pixel art adventure game with a very novel gimmick. The word gimmick might be unfair. Even I mean, so the gameplay is standard point and click adventure fare, though it does have combat. Um, the pixel art is good, but it's, you know, it's, that's never going to be a, an immersive experience, but then every now and then the game will just cut to live action footage as in your character is now a real person in the real locate, like in the equivalent location, but real, 
uh, that only a moment ago was mere pixels, and it's a horror game. So if the demo is any indication, the live-action footage is going to be used pretty effectively to, like, jar the player with horror movie-esque cutscenes. So you're suddenly going from, like, Maniac Mansion graphics to Juwan the Grudge graphics, as in the real movie, you know, horror movie mm-hmm. graphics. I think it's an um, interesting idea, but I'd be worried about the tonal shifting, right? I don't know. It it, it seems like it'll be cool because it'll be like it, what it does or what it's intended to do, I think, is is immerse like suddenly immerse you like be like, OK, you were you were playing a game, but game is real now. Like it's showing you what she's really seeing in her world, you know? That to you was mere pixels, but now is um, up in your face like a horror movie. Yeah, so I, I think, think it could be cool. cool. Yeah, I, I could definitely see it. Interesting enough to play it. Um, but I think I think my thing would actually be, will the adventure game side of it, the actual game, be a genuinely good adventure game? Or will the game rely entirely on that? sort of gimmick thing you know yeah it, it, it's interesting because like i guess adventure games do typically funnel you to places but like when you think about how you would ex- how you would explore the resident evil mansion it's hard to imagine there being uh a lot like a lot of cuts to cutscenes, right uh maybe i'm being unfair yeah I, that I, is a, i agree with that concern yeah that is a point because like if you're doing horror movies, maybe it'll just like be limited to moments that don't necessarily need to be uh, perceived in a linear order story-wise. You right, know, it's, that's kind of like what I'm getting at. Yeah, like how it's much throwing you in the deep end every now and then. Right. Shocking. Like it would be better if they had designed the game to be, you know, as open and then narrowed and then open again, narrow the kind of cycle that these types of games do. Um, yeah, and then put cutscenes where it got narrow. You know, I guess we'll see. Yeah, like how how much it directs you. I'm sure because like adventure game logic, you're you know basically keys and doors, right? So yeah, it may it may uh, have a good handle on that. Uh, just a couple more. Uh, ironically, this one's called "My Work Is Not Yet Done." <laughs> oh, that um, it, that's good. Are they going to change the title when it comes out? My work is <laughs> right. My, 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 my work, work in progress is, in... is done. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to bring this one up because it feels so distinct compared to other games, but I didn't really like it. A lot of other people liked it. I didn't really like the screenshot it. Screenshot makes um, it looks like it looks like it's doing like the Oberdin dithering effect. It definitely is doing some sort of effect. It's a uh, it's a top down narrative investigation horror game apparently. Because, and I say apparently, because the demo consists of you slowly walking from a cliff to your outpost building, taking a shower, getting into bed. Uh, and it's the demo. And along the way, you can get a lot of uh, contextless text exposition about certain things in this world. So like world building text. Um, that's the demo. So that sound, I, I that, found that sounds like they really didn't want to do a demo, but they wanted the publicity. So, right, and they were banking on 
the game's presentation being distinct enough to really carry yeah. it, which apparently it has because a lot of people have noticed it. Um, but I I found the art style to be pretty like messy and unappealing to my eyes, and uh, the world building for me was like too immediately impenetrable to be intriguing. Like I just flipped to a random page in a novel. That's how it felt to me. Um, the sound was pretty good. It certainly has a style. I could see this being one that I give a chance down the line because like because other people won't stop raving about it or something. But right now it didn't really click with me. I, I, I say that as someone who likes potentially likes worlds like this, you know. In comparison to like the Oberdin dithering, maybe it helped in Oberdin that uh, the landscapes were always fairly simple, right? Like you're on a ship. It's a lot less complex than like a bunch, like a, a forest, as far yes. as like visual imagery goes. And I like these even on the Steam store page, the screenshots I'm looking at of like the guy standing in the forest. It's pretty hard to see like where the path is, and like I imagine that would be hard for me to look at after a while. In a similar way that I turn off film grain grain effects in games, right. It's not just that like the pixels are super messy. It's also that there's effects. So all of that together, oh yeah, adds I up see. to not. It, it's just not like my kind of style to my eyes. <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll play it one day just because it gets rave reviews or whatever for the the story. Uh, and the last one I played and want to talk about is while we wait here. While we wait here. While we is wait a, here. Uh, a first-person narrative slice of life sort of working in a diner simulator. <laughs> um, I love slice of love. It's got like I a, a, a like horror undercurrent of some sort. Um, but yeah, the demo just consists of you working in a diner and then something spooky happens at the end that recontextualizes what's been going on. Um, I got weirdly Life is Strange vibes from it, especially when I click on a screenshot. It looks like a tornado forming in the horizon on the desert. Oh, yeah, I could see that. So, the, like, the graphics are um, retro 3D sort of, I don't know, like, maybe even PS2 graphics for real, though. Um, Ooh, Greg? I'm seeing yes, cooking. hello. I'm seeing cooking. Yeah, I'm I'm looking through it, but I don't know. <laughs> dude, uh, you can pour people I mean, coffee? Looks, Come on. Yeah, all right, dude. One chill out. Uh, it did also give me a little like, uh, like, um, this gives Twin me you ever play those puppet vibes. combo games. Yeah, that, I can this, see that. This kind of reminds me of definitely sort I'll of retro my wish list. inspired. Um, <laughs> no it was a good demo it. to create an impression and uh, create intrigue, but it did also showcase that there is sort of stilted writing and voice acting. So that I hope that doesn't detract from the experience because I like games like this. So maybe, maybe it'll be something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that covers the demos and that covers my round table. Cool. That was a lot of content and not all that much time. So not like 15, but, uh, you know, good amount, good amount, good amount. Uh, um, man, I always appreciate your deep dives into the scene next fest. Thank you. And you and you generally do it. Not like we uh not like I'm we're signing to, to the, the content. Next fest one. <laughs> hey. 
done. A little laugh after that. Nice. Pretty good. Thanks. Nice. I just counted and I played 19 other demos aside from the ones I talked about. <laughs> oh my oh, god. You really did play them. <laughs> he he went he went next. I went next. I am the fest if man. Okay, on to me. Um first off, group activities. We watched the first three Evil Dead movies this week. Some would say the yeah. only three, am I right, fellas? Bro, I'm wood. Uh, it's funny, in contrast to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the last set of movies we talked about, I was not, and I, and I was the outlier, I think, among most of us, I was not super thrilled with Texas Chainsaw 2's like, pivot to wacky comedy. Hmm. But I felt like Evil Dead 2 and then 3 both like really nailed a, a really fun vibe. I like those. Oh yeah, a lot of fun. First movie was good too, but that might be a series where I, I kind of liked it when it started going wackier. Yeah, I think like the first one is genuinely good as a low budget horror movie for its inventiveness, and mm-hmm. then with more budget and sort of a shift in direction, you really see the Raimi uh, style emerge into existence, and you really like those are his you know, uh, showcases of, of his, his wacky sensibilities yeah. and his, um, a, I mean, even more inventiveness, quite honestly, a, a lot of funny, funny, inventive, creative things happen in those movies. I enjoyed them both. or all three of them. The, um, the 2013 yeah. one is also, it's, it's much more of a straightforward horror movie again. Um, and it's sort of sort of a like a reimagining of the first one, but I actually kind of, like it's okay. It's not bad. Um, and then as as we know, I didn't really care that much for the the recent one, but still, if like you should check out the 2013 one sometime, just sure. if you want to, you know, t- something that's technically in the vein of the first Evil Dead, but just updated for 2010s. Okay, interesting. Uh, nobody else has any more thoughts on Evil Dead. I'll move on to stuff that more... Well, I guess I got another group game. Greg has been a part of this, but we've been getting really into Counter-Strike 2 recently. I think we talked about Counter-Strike 2 a little bit, maybe? Mm-hmm. Okay, we did. Yeah, a little but bit. I won't go too much into it, but... Hey, it's, it's having fun. We're winning a lot. We're losing some. We're also losing a lot. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I guess. I think I there's think a lot of ha- there's a lot of hackers out there. I'll say that. It depends <laughs> on what you would call a win or a loss, right? Because we have we've had wins, but then we've also had a lot of ties, and I think we've had some losses. I feel like we have more wins and ties than we do lose. We're doing pretty good. I count a tie. I count a tie as a loss. I mean, We're doing much better than I expected. First, you last. That's fair. But in that case, nobody was first. Uh, yeah, you're right. Everyone gets executed. Uh, if only uh, we were so lucky. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Counter-Strike 2. Good game. Well, we had, you're encountering a lot of opinions between people. We had the first ever crashes I've, I think, ever seen in Counter-Strike on one game that changed it from a win to a tie. 
Probably um, can't play it anymore, honestly, for me. It's really weird. Like, it was just uh, Vito and Ba both went to the same spot and crashed one after another. Like, wow. within the same, dangerous like, 10, spot. 15 seconds. Dangerous spot. Dead zone. Dead zone, yeah. I looked a little bit online. I didn't see anybody reporting that as a bug. Uh, so maybe they were just trolling and they were really good at it. I mean, only CS fans will get this, but my only major complaint about CS2 so far is that I want cash in. I don't know if they're going to add it. I hope they do. It's a really good map. I assume you're not just talking about like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's a map. C-A-C-H-E. Cash. Oh. That's Counter-Strike 2. And then on more to the, the meat of what I wanted to talk about. I've played much more of Cyberpunk 2.0, and I'm deep into Phantom Liberty now. Okay. I think I've done every gig in the game, and every cyber cycle in the game, and most most major side quests, uh, max level. I'm really enjoying Damn. Phantom Liberty's content so far. I'm have no idea how far the way through I am with it because I like everything I started it and then immediately did all the side content and I'm now kind of working through the main stuff. Um, some things to note, like the gigs in Phantom Liberty are much better than the gigs in the main game because <clears throat> each one of them is basically like a real ass side quest with a full story uh, and things that happen. Uh, sometimes even like mini cutscenes in them. Uh, it's pretty cool to see them like high effort the gigs. Sure, there's only like ten of them in Phantom Liberty, but they're a lot of fun to play. Uh, I like sense. Dogtown as a setting. The fun like little street block or neighborhood that they do a lot with by doing a lot more vertical than they do in the main game. I think that was a good design direction. How else are they gonna make you feel like they've added a lot of content to an already existing city? They just kind of scale up a little bit build up a little bit which works out well especially with like, some makes... of the abilities like double jump and that kind of thing there's a lot of fun ways to get around actually dog down that makes sense too because like you're in a city <laughs> yeah yeah right? exactly so like exactly, go yeah. up yeah go up yeah um they they did a lot more with keanu in phantom liberty than i expected to there's actually like maybe even some of the better Silverhand content in the game is in Phantom Liberty. I've had some really cool lines and uh, dialogues with them. Um, I I guess that shouldn't be surprising because Keanu did genuinely seem into the into the project, but like, you, it makes me wonder how those conversations went after the game came out and like kind of bombed at least as far as audience reception goes, even though it sold well. Like the conversation after that with like. Keanu, like, let's do more stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if he's, like, attuned to the perception of his particular involvement, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Like, he, like he knows the people enjoy him and him in the role and, you know, meme about it and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, and to be fair, it wouldn't be the first, like, quote, bad project he's been in, right? Not by a long shot, no. Idris Elba is doing good work, too. I've only just started interacting with his character recently. Um, it's funny, he's not like... I kind of expected he would be like the the main guy guiding me through the 
thing, and I think he is kind of now, but it takes a minute going through the DLC before you meet him. Uh, he's a cool character. The general plot's just a lot of cool spy intrigue stuff. I'm being vague because I don't want to spoil anything. Right. Another thing I like, they added a different type of um, I don't know how you would call it, ambient activity. Like The gigs are like a thing that pop up on your map, like a green little thing you go to. They had another one of those that if you're close to it, you see these three skulls and it's an optional side boss encounter. Um, like the one that I did, all completely optional, had me fight through like three giant rooms of dudes before running into a pretty unique cyber psycho boss. It was pretty cool to just kind of stumble on that. I just saw these three skulls on my map and I was like, oh, I wonder, wonder what that is. Yeah, that does sound cool. Yeah, I will get more into it as I go on. So I, as I go on Phantom Liberty, uh, I, I already talked a lot about 2.0, so I don't want to retread anything, but uh, at max level, I'm still having a lot of fun. Feels good. I'm killing dudes. I'm, I'm still really committed to the Netrunner slash Melee guy. It's working out well for me. It's always kind of interesting to like see what will happen with a DLC, the first DLC, you know. Um, I, I guess it's dependent on the game too, because like Cyberpunk has a a lot of baggage to go with it, obviously. Yeah. But um, it's always interesting to see like the first big DLC that's an expansion, you know, that's like a new campaign for the game, because especially when it's a big studio, you're it can often be just like a concentrated better experience than the main game was, you know? Yeah. Um, do something new. That's like completely upends things and makes you uh, really gets you into it. Or it can just be a fumble, you know, <laughs> like it, it can yeah. just be like they lost their will to live and now they made some, something to just, you know, shovel out the door. You get the feeling but that it sounds it's, like it's, it's, it's definitely the former. Like they, yeah, they, yeah. they, you get the feeling that they felt like, they're generating new content that they're asking people for money for, and they have to like do their best to make it as out of the park as they can. Um, right. And so far, I mean, it's it's kind of paying up to that hype for me. I'm not like I'm it's not like the greatest DLC of all time. I mean, I don't have any complaints about it, you know. But I'm not like saying you must play this yet. But I'm still working through it, you know. Yeah. If you enjoyed Cyberpunk and you're looking for a second playthrough, um. You will definitely really like this DLC. It's it is better than the main game in pretty much every way. Um, yeah, this is the only one they're doing, right? Yeah, uh, and actually, okay. Okay. We, we don't even got to go into the news about this, but they did like in my mind it happened like the day after Phantom Liberty came out. Their press release interviews started saying that they are totally done with Cyberpunk, signed to start working on the sequel. Uh-huh. Yep. Which is really interesting. I wonder what the... The idea of a Cyberpunk 2077-2 is <laughs> really interesting. They just call it, like, a, a different year? That's what you would do, right? 2078 mm -hmm. or something? 2080. Because the, the original setting... RPG was like 2020. Correct, but in 2013, um, the creator Mike Pondsmith, I think 
in conjunction with or at least with partial funding from CD Projekt Red released an updated version of the game called Cyberpunk Red um, that takes place in 2077. I see. So we could go even further beyond. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends. Like, they could... I, I think Cyberpunk 2 would probably, like... I don't know. I could see them just giving it a different name and setting it in 2077 Night City just because that's where all the tabletop content is. But, but you know, mm-hmm. they could also do whatever they want. They can make it Cyberpunk 2080 or something. 2080 sounds like a good number. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just got to keep the Cyberpunk name because, you know... Yeah. Got to. I'm soul searching. I really am. I don't think I got much else. Your soul is barren. Soul's gone, brother. It's gone. And it ain't coming back. Okay, let's move on to John. Let's plunder his soul. John. Just moving from soul to soul, huh? Soul to soul. Um. I think I think in in new people terms or new stuff terms I I don't think I talked about this. Uh Dark Tide recently had a a early large update mm-hmm. and it also came out on the Xbox. Uh and I gave it a try and um I don't know, I don't think I had anything too well, actually I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I had anything too too negative to say about the game before. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it's fine. The The big update was mainly a, uh, each character has a skill tree now, or a, I guess they had a, a sorry excuse for a skill tree before. It was basically just like <laughs> pick two options, pick an option. I don't know. It wasn't very good. Um, but I, I dipped in to check a match or two and, you know, check out the skill tree. And, uh, and, you know, they've had other updates. This, one, this isn't the only update they've had. And this, I think it's like their year anniversary or something or close to it, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I might be talking about my ass out of that one. You know, they've had a few it's updates. A so I yeah, I jumped in the game and I, I checked it out. And, did uh, you do this with I'm, friend? I, I did it by myself and with friends. Oh, okay. Um, so you got the full experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I got I got good things to say. I mean, the skill trees were uh, pretty good. I felt you know I play the the Ogren character. He's like the big giant uh, muscly guy, and uh, yeah, I felt like the skill trees gave you enough choice to kind of try to customize the character you want. You know, whether you want to be a big damage dude or you want to be the tank of the group, or or even if you want to like go into to range combat. Um, and some of the some of the skills even fundamentally like changed, um, you know how the character worked. You know before, when you were the ogrin and you used a grenade instead of throwing like a grenade like an old person, your big dumb oaf he has a grenade box, and he just throws it. And I don't mean like it explodes a bunch of grenades. No, I mean he just throws like a big box. It's basically just like a very high damage single target like, attack. That's funny. Um, yeah, it's definitely funny and very cool. Well, like, also, you could can see where you'd want to build with a more traditional grenade or something. And uh, they, they do kind of have that now. They, they have two other options. They have one where you can uh, just grab a brick off the ground. 
Um, and in the same sense, it's single target, high damage, except for it's uh, less damage than the grenade box, but uh, it seems like the, the bricks just kind of regenerate as you're going through the level. So, you know, a little bit of a trade-off there. And then the third option, I think, is like, uh, it's something similar to the grenade box, but like it spills open and actual grenades come out, so it's more of like a, you know, lower damage but multiple targets. That's just a small example. They also have that, you know, every character had like a main ability. Uh, the organs were like a charge. You would knock everything out of the way. Uh, you know, they've also added uh, variations that, um, and I didn't, I have to pull the character I play. So there, there are three other classes, and I'm assuming uh, had at least similar skill trees. I don't know why they would, you know, just, just do one very nicely, not the others. So I'm assuming, but I'm pretty sure they're good. But so what uh, you're saying was that like, even though, so I, I I thought because you were playing the big man that you were just the tank, but were you saying that you don't have to spec into tank? You can do something else, even though you're that class. No, I mean, being that class, just like picking the class, I mean, you are going to have more health and you know, okay. smack people around a little bit easier. So you are going to be more tank ish, but yeah, the skill trees did allow for, if you wanted to really spec into that and get like um, I mentioned, is his main ability is that he can do a charge. Uh, if you want, you can forego that and have a new ability where you you're just a taunt. You scream and you know everyone in your radius comes after you. You could really go straight into that tank build. Um, so, and then there's okay, a third option can... if you just wanted to be a range guy, which is not normally what the ogre would do. You know, because he can right. smack around bigger characters more easily. But if you wanted to, you definitely could. That's cool. So you can play yeah. your way, TM. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know, promising <laughs> the world, but certainly more than was there before. Um, Options. As far as, like, missions or maps or something or anything like that goes, I, I really don't know if they added more. I don't... You know, I will, I will say maybe this is a downside. I think it's kind of like, uh, if you know the Warhammer universe, kind of expect it. A lot of those levels look the fucking same. It's just gray, <laughs> metal, and like giant, you know, uh, gothic uh, corridors. I don't even know if they've added new maps, dude. Wait, I so guess does it take I place can't... on a, like an imperial world or something? Or a ship? Well, your hub world is on a ship, and then your different missions take place. Some of them are on, I think, ships, but, you know, they send you on your planet side as well, I believe. What to different fuck? planets? Yeah, well, I guess maybe like different, uh, different shaders on your screen. Like, oh, this would be a green <laughs> shader, and then there maybe like an orange shader or something. Oh, good. I'm on Orange World. Yeah. Um, I noticed, and and I don't really know why they're doing this instead of like I feel like people don't care about this stuff, but I noticed there's a lot more cutscenes in the game, like not like in game like your character, but actual like you know rendered CG uh, cutscenes. Just to like explain little things or like as I level up and just like and those weren't shit. in there previously uh, not that I remember I don't know why they would have reset you know what I mean because I didn't start a new character or anything yeah, yeah not that I remember huh. um, are you yeah, playing like a campaign like a, a continuous storyline kind of sort of and it's, it's it's so stupid that you don't care about, but like <laughs> the the idea is that when you first make your character, you're basically like um, you were on a like a prison ship set to be executed, and then got attacked by the the chaos or whatever the enemies are, 
and then you helped, you know, the... God, I'm going to click a fucking poser here. You helped uh, the, the people that are uh, were going to execute you, you know, hold off the chaos. I don't know their name. You said Imperial. Okay. It might be Imperial. Uh, and they're like, all right, we'll keep you, but we got your fucking eye on you because you're a prisoner and you're scum and you're a heretic. But we'll let you do suicide missions for us. Ah. That's kind of the base story. And then as you start watching these cutscenes, apparently there is a traitor uh, in your hub world like area or something. And as you like level up like every like five or ten levels, you get like a new cutscene. I have not finished that. And I, I just don't give a shit. Mm. Uh, well, I, I guess I, it's there for people who are into the War, uh, Warhammer 40k, you know, storylines yeah. and lore and stuff like that. I think I may have been on the opposite side of this in the original review. I think I, I like the fact that there were, you're making a custom character and they give you like different options, you know, for your, your background home world and you can customize your look. Uh, and I think I did like that at first, but looking back and, and thinking about Vermintide, uh, I think it would have been better if they just went with like set characters with personalities and mm-hmm. I would, I guess, cared about them more in this world. I don't know. Well, that's the way the other ones like this have done it, you know? Like, yeah. you're Left for Dead. Yeah, like like that, yeah that's, that's another like great that. example. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> left for Dead. Uh, you know, um, both games, excellent characters, all of them. Like, I couldn't imagine. And you know what? No, I was going to say Back for Blood, but those characters suck. I don't know. I couldn't name one <laughs> character in Back for Blood. Man, the story in that was so bad. I was about to say, do you want to make this about Left for Dead? Because those characters did rock. They did, dude. Fucking grab and poo. I, I mean, I can remember. Anyway, I'm getting off topic here. Uh, so yeah, I, I dug Dark Tide. Um, I would like to give it more of a try with more. I did, so I didn't have any problems running it. No stuttering. No, no, um, you know, crashing. Uh, but Alex was having some stuttering. And he actually okay. has a a better uh, rig than me. So I, I don't, I don't know what the problem. Maybe it's not. He's got one of like the better computers out of all of yeah. us, which yeah, is like maybe it was just one of those things. Uh, who knows? Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm definitely down to try out Dark Tide. I'll make sure it's updated and so. Uh, I remember we really liked it on lunch. It was just a. Uh, it was uh, the issue. Uh, of, it was, it was it just didn't run. And, well, that that was the case yeah. for you, or for like, for some of us, yeah, for some of us, for me, well, yeah, definitely. That's why I refunded it. Like, some of you guys didn't even buy the game because it didn't run and during the beta for you. Yeah, but I but I dig it. That's uh, it's Dark Tide. Okay, I'm on the Dark Xbox Tide. as well, so I'm sure there's. I'm pretty sure there's crossplay. Cross oh, okay. I, I, well, I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming there was, or they wouldn't have made a big deal out of it, like on the Steam Steam page. Uh, so yeah, Dark Tide. Okay. Um, okay, you know, I'm looking at this list. I got a little bit more than I thought. Okay. okay. We played... Well, this is all games I've taught. Nothing new. It's all games you're revisiting. It's a lot of re, uh, revisits. It's a rerun episode. Uh, yeah, it's a rerun episode. Beer's not here. Yeah. We're all talking about stuff we've done before. Yeah, exactly. Hey, this is a rerun <laughs> episode, everybody. We're doing this a clip show. Uh <laughs> So I talked about this, I don't know, how many months back. Not not too many, but a few. Uh, small Lands, survival game. Where you're like little people in a large world. Dude. But the land is supposed to be small. I, I right. used to watch a TLC show about that. <laughs> uh, and, you know, they've been giving this game uh, consistent updates 
you know, since I last talked about it, and they already have a 1.0 announced for uh, December 7th. Oh, the, oh so this know, was in early access? Yeah, this has been in early access. Since, right, yeah. okay. I, I don't know when, but we've been playing it since... I also don't know when. Uh, uh, I, I really, <laughs> Look, it's I, tough in the small world. <laughs> yeah, I really dig this things. game. I, uh, I think... You know, I think Valheim is the the top for me, obviously, or the, the most enjoyment out of the survival genre. Uh, but I think this one, I would have to think pretty hard about a one that maybe takes second for this. Uh, you know, I enjoyed Grounded a lot, but I, I, I almost don't even see that game as a survival game. It was more of a story game for me, although, I mean, there was a lot of surviving in it, so it's not fair to say. I mean, it had all all the you know. The it's a, it's a different scale, yes. right? Like Obsidian is not. Well, I guess they're AAA now technically because they're owned by Microsoft. But like, uh, like you would, they're not indie, but they're they're made like a double A studio is how you would typically think of them, right? Obsidian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. Well, I mean, if they're I mean double A, I would call it small lands. I mean, developer and publisher is called Merge Games. They've done a. Uh, Time on Froglands. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it, like there's a difference of like production value. You know what yeah, I mean? And like yeah. that that causes them like grounded can afford to spend more money on voice acting and cutscenes and you know this sort of curated progression of the game. Maybe a more immersive right. experience. While that leaves the other guys to focus on a more gamey experience, right? Yeah, sure, and and I I will say that we are actually, um, kind of playing this game on. I don't want to say easy mode, but we are playing a little bit on easy mode. You know, traditionally, well, no, we played it the same way we're playing, uh, playing grounded. You know, traditionally in these survival games, if you die, you know, you you drop your gear or something, and then you basically that's that's if you have a hundred hours in the game, you know, fifty of them were just going back to grab your backpack after you died. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we just turned that off for this. Um, so maybe I would be more frustrated. Although we really don't die that often. I don't know. But anyways, I'm enjoying Small Lands. Uh, each update has been uh, substantial, you know, uh, content-wise. Um, but also fun. You know, they've been adding large areas to the, uh, I don't want to call it a yard, but just the the map. Um, the park, you know, if you will. Yeah, the park. Kind of looks uh, like a big park. Yeah, two upgrades ago, it was kind of like this uh, broken-off section that was across, like, a river uh, that was guarded by, uh, like, a small... I don't know what this bird is. Small bird. It's like a hawk. No, fuck. You're insane. Dude, that was definitely oh, a hawk. All right, all right, you're thinking of the hawk. I'm thinking of the birds that you fight in oh. the game. Oh, the blue tits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, that's not a hawk. All right. Yeah, <laughs> the hawk does kill you. But yeah, there are blue tits, and, like, those are the new enemies there, and you can fight them. And this is last update was like a, a desert update, like a, an area like northwest of the, the, the normal map that was, uh, you know, there before. And it's just like, it's kind of part of like a, off into like a parking lot, and then it kind of turns into like a desert road. And, uh, you know, they got scorpions and stuff there, and they introduce you to like sulfur, and you can make little gunpowder and stuff. <laughs> and uh, it's a fun game. It, it, this is a game that also has a story, kind of, um, but it's kind of completely gotten lost between the fact that it's not that interesting and that 
we've been like completing it over the course of like six months or so or however long we've been playing the game is that just due to like feeling like because it's early access you just keep pecking at it over the course of a long period of time yeah so every every like update they do add more to it so it's like originally you start off i think like your elder you're only little small people and your elders like hey like you got to find the key to this chest there's like a like a alchemy potion in there or something that's like the first large portion of the game is you're going around these different areas and doing like fighting bosses and quests for you know, these other people so it'll help you get the key to unlock this chest and then we unlocked it and there was like bullshit in there or something and i don't remember what we're doing now but we got like sent away to go you know get through the bullshit gotta get through the bullshit but yeah every update they'll yeah you'll have like a little bit more and then it'll stop and you're like what, what were we even doing like i don't remember what i'm doing uh but yeah i like small land greg you have anything to say about it um not real. I mean, I th- I think it's fun. Uh, I feel like our our biggest issue with the game is that we we play it for like one day for in like a giant burst, and then we don't touch it because we do all the content for it. Yeah, I we feel will, like we'll do that. Well, yeah, like an update will come out, uh... and we'll spend like eight <laughs> hours that day just fucking not even like doing it like kind of comfortably or properly, just like getting the bare minimum, just scraping fucking, by just to yeah, get the new dude. armor, and then like, all right, got it, log off. <laughs> uh yeah so we do that uh i feel like if we just need like a day where we just build up like our base and do the catapult thing because usually it's just us talking about ways to improve our lives and then not doing it yeah there's a lot to do same but i do love i do love (laughs) killing the other small people i think that's fun yeah i Uh, really do i really do and yeah that's really it i enjoy it and there you go, folks. He's, he enjoys it. Yeah, the world yeah. is bigger than I you want think. A, I will say, I do want a snake, and I hope we can tame a snake. Well, we, we, can, certainly fight, we can certainly fight one. Um, yeah. m- Moving on. Uh, <laughs> That's those, it. That's all I got. Those small lands survive the wilds. Okay, small uh, lands. Coming out December 7th. You want to wait for the 1.0? Oh, they gave me even a out yeah okay no 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 uh and then i think the game is probably taking up most of my time well really i've been doing tabletop stuff that's been taking up most of my time but game wise uh i just been playing my hero ultimate rumble and i i like winning you know i just like winning with my you guys say the weirdest shit when you're playing that game uh yeah i guess yeah, all right coming from uh, counter-strike oh let's go squibby squibby yo let's uh, go to bingus lane bingus lane everybody i can't even imitate you guys because it's just nonsense syllables to me okay you got it's just in actual japanese well okay part of it is because <laughs> i i you know the, these characters have names right they have japanese but you come up with shorthands names. of course well, no, sometimes it's not even shorthand. Sometimes I just don't remember their names. But like, I, I do know his name now. It's Todoroki. But, like, I just say, it's the Fire and Ice Kid. Because he shoots it's, fire. It's, it's Hako Man. <laughs> it's the Song of Ice and Fire. The Prince right? who was promised. Or, I don't actually know his name still. I just call him Brickfist Kid. <laughs> uh, there's Hair Lady. Yeah, I don't know who the hell that is. Uh, he's a, there, he's there's a, semen toss. Uh, well, cement toss. Kaminari. That's, uh, that's his name. That's his name. No, 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 no. no. Kirishima. 
Uh, oh. Is, is Deku a, a character you can play as? Yeah. Yeah, Deku. Red, uh, Red, Deku, Ro- that's Red short Rocket. Enough. Yeah, right. Yeah, Deku, that's, that's short enough. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, I did the same thing when I was reading the manga. I was like, you know, laser navel. Exactly. Uh, right. Yeah. Invisible girl. Uh, but we, we've got a formidable squad, and I'm not going to lie, dude. We fucking beat ass. I would say there is at least a 25 to 30% chance that we are going to win any given match. That's how many dubs we get. Doesn't feel that that much. All right, let me see. All right, first of all, I've never seen you win a game of Counter Strike. All right. Well, you've never watched us play a game. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's pretty good. Every every one. No, you're you're right. Winning a battle. I, I forget. You have like you have like five or six teams. I was thinking of Counter Strike. Where you had like eight teams, bud. Wow. Okay. Eight teams. Okay. Eight teams okay. or three. Um. And so yeah, twice I mean, as likely I, I to win as the next team is what you're saying. Easily. Uh I, and I you know, I didn't expect to, you know, you know me, I'm not a multiplayer guy, I'm not especially a competitive guy. I, you know, I'm not too much into it. But I just think the uh you know, I I've played Fortnite before, I just don't care for it. But I think the unique uh selection of powers you know, another game that I, I think I only played it once. Um, I definitely watched Kurt play and I liked it. Uh, Rumbleverse. And Kurt, Kurt said it reminded me of Rumbleverse. And unfortunately, that game's uh, gone now. They, they, they shut it off. Dead. But uh, I also liked in that game just the kind of weird, unique abilities that you would pick up. And it wasn't just like shooting, shooting or like stuff like that. Oh. Because especially like the character I use, Cementos, you know, it's it's not about like pin precision, like shooting them where they're at. You know, it's about me trying to like make cover and, and, and block their path and stuff. So it's it's like a different than, than normal, I guess, a, a PUBG or a, an Apex or something like that. Yeah, well, I got all that in Counter-Strike. You do not make cement walls in Counter-Strike. <laughs> no, but we got players who are, you know, we got people who, oh, he's the mid guy. He he's, he can use the op. He's the op guy. Oh, he's, he's, he's the handsome one. He'll be the shot caller. You got the... Invisible frog lady. Well, wall hacking is sort of a superpower. Here's uh, the thing, right? Kind of, when you think about it, like throw down a smoke and hop with a P90. When 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 was she able to go invisible? Uh, she learns how to do that. I don't remember that at all. The training art, like after she trains with Gang Orca. Pretty sure that's when she learns how to do that. It fucking took me out of nowhere. I was like, why is there an invisible person? At first, I thought it was just the invisible person. The invisible girl? (laughs) But it was was the frog person. (laughs) It was was frog. Uh, Yeah, I don't don't have too much else to say. I'm having a lot of fun. I like winning. I like winning with my buddy Greg. He's down. He, you know, he's always down on himself, but he he's a good teammate to have. Uh, this game, as I'm gonna steal John's moment to talk about this game because he's fucking putting it on a pillar. This game has demoralized me. I think I'm so bad at this game. I've actually uh, thought about quitting multiplayer games because of this game. I'm so goddamn bad at it. And it makes me so mad that John's better at me. John needs Greg... to suck. I can't suck. John's the needs to be the bad guy. <laughs> I don't know where Greg is coming from this. I think he does excellent. I, uh, I, every time they talk about it, I immediately just start shitting on myself and just go back to my single player game and just quietly sit there. But, but it's, but it's anime. 
I'm saying, yeah, dude. dude. And I'm really, while I like anime, anime really doesn't like me. Mm. Um, yeah, My Hero Ultimate Rumble. Go ahead and play it. Uh, and then lastly, because you know, I don't really think we need to talk about it, but I agreed to talk about it. So get it out of the way. We played Dragon Ball Breakers in anticipation of uh, season four, which comes out November first. With Reddit's, with well, <laughs> probably not Reddit's. Well, they, they haven't revealed. They ha- they had See, a they live had, stream. They had a stream. Yeah, they had, they had a live stream last week, uh, primarily to announce their next live stream, which will have all the information about season four. Okay. So, uh, so now the, no, we don't know the characters yet for this. No, well, no. there's some we hints. We kind of guess or, what, yeah, there's hints. Oh, we we're doing like silhouettes. Like, uh, yeah, no, that was from my hair. That was from my hair. Oh, era. okay. Sorry. The they, they showed a um, number. This they showed. They showed a number, 736, showed, and the text, what is next at the end of the stream? And what comes after 736 is 737. Which. Wait a second. Apparently I don't the, know what Andy's That's apparently the year Broly was born. Oh. oh. <laughs> I, I just assumed that was like a chapter or something. I, don't know. I thought you were going to go on They do talk about. Uh, so, like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was. I was like, what are you going on about, dude? Um, oh, they did show. It makes sense. It'd be funny if I just made that up. Just say no, Wait, wouldn't that also be the year Goku was born? Was Goku might have changed that for Super. It might be different now. <laughs> I don't actually know. <laughs> Maybe they had Goku as a as a bad guy. <laughs> Goku that'd be hilarious. That'd be hilarious after having Goku just Black. added Vegeta. Oh. Yeah, he's gonna. They're gonna add him for like Goku Black, Zamasu, and all that shit. I uh, think there's there be something hilarious about advertising that Goku Black is gonna be in the game, a possessed version of Goku, by giving his birth date as a clue. <laughs> 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 like happy birthday, you're possessed. That'd be a pretty good. Bit. They uh, they had they they were saying something about like what's it to be like stronger or something like that. So people were assuming it's Broly. Oh, uh, they that also showed on Twitter like a picture of like someone's chin, and people found that that's like Hercule. So yeah, they think he doesn't have Hercule's going to be like, yeah, one of the survivors. Makes sense. Yeah, we mess around. It's fine. The game's pretty shit, but we have fun playing it sometimes. <laughs> I, like, I, I like that game, dude. I do. I don't think it's shit. I think the only thing that's shit about it is it's that fighting the Raider the, feels the, bad. Is, like, yeah, that's like a huge part of it, though. It's like fucking. It only sucks to fight the raider when they when they fly away from you and just shoot their ranged key blasts at you, making it impossible to do anything. You're so just you're just like dead. We got to bowl oh, the... one person though, so that was pretty nice. We got one win out of like fucking ten games. So that was sweet. I just don't know what to do. You know, like that's what I'm saying. I don't even know what to do. Like. I... You know, my hero, if we lose a round, I can, like, call myself out. I'm like, ah, I should have broke away and healed or something. Or I should. When we lose in fucking breakers, I'm just like, I, I don't know. Dude, every single, like, a, a game of Counter-Strike is 24 rounds at most. Anywhere from, like, uh, 13 to 24 rounds. Every single round, I know why we lost. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can right. point at it. I can say, like, oh, well, we did that wrong. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah, like, breakers, it's just, like, we're just fucking playing the game, and then all of a sudden we've lost. And like we don't, 
not understand how to play the game, you know? It almost tempts me to look up high-level breaker gameplay, but I'm afraid. It's just going to be so fucking lame. It's oh, it's just going to be lame and ruin, ruin the game. Well, no, you shouldn't, but... We just need everyone to buy the game so we can do private matches. There's just literally nothing you can do if the Raider catches you. And you're alone. You're just done. Well, there's some skills you have, well, but sure, it's but usually... Like, you, like, I, like I said, it's usually we're getting just key blasted, so uh, nothing works. It also does not help that... Well, I'm not looking at this right now. I'm going to guess there's fewer than 100 people playing the game. Oh, I looked at it while we were playing. Uh... The actual number at the time that we were playing the last big session was 186. Oh, more than, more is, than I thought. I think this game's crossplay, isn't it? Which meant that the player group that we had comprised about 3% of the total people playing Breakers at the time. Uh, which is a lot bigger like than you think. Percent. Yeah. But right now, they got 160 people playing Steam. Uh, like I said, it could be on other stuff. That's true. That is only on Steam. I don't know if it released for wonder, So yeah, I mean, we're still running into killers. What I'm getting at, though. I wonder if Mister. Yeah, Sigma usually will be the only we... survivor who's able to like survive a one-on-one encounter because he can bullshit cartoon his way out of the situation. It, it, by, like, and it's weird because like they kind of just fumbled the bag. Like this is exactly what you'd expect would happen with the decisions they've been making, man. Like it's like the game was released in a really good state, and they just kept buffing the raiders, making the raiders harder to beat. And then doing things like making it so that you can't uh, can't <coughs> matchmake as a raider if you're in a party with your friends. So, uh -huh. you, yeah, the only people playing raiders are the people. And in, in, this is what this is the really insane part. Like it's a it's a game to play with your friends, but all the people playing raider are solo queuing. And it's like that's the only thing that they do. I don't know. Right. Yeah, it's a tough problem. You know, before you would have, you know, people like on the Raiders team, quote unquote, you know, like helping them. And that never felt good either. You know, if they if they're on the survivor team. Uh it's I don't know. But I, I, I always just that. like maybe it's just the way that we see games, but when I when I saw that happen, I was just like, Oh, that's that's stupid. I wasn't like that's a that's a problem for the developer to fix. So I was like, that guy's an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why would you? All right. So why, like, why, why, like they didn't we, have, we, they didn't we, have to fix that we problem. Our... Like it was, it's a, it, it sucked, but like whatever community develops bad behaviors. Who cares? That one was like fairly benign. It didn't happen all that often. At least. Well, uh, I agree, but I think also because maybe when we played in usual four or five, six decks, maybe we encountered it less. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, then you know, someone who's trying to play by themselves and just fair you know, enough, yeah. At six, seven randos, but still, like you said, it's not. Yeah, it's, I mean, a bad community is going to find a way to be shitty, you know, no matter what. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's breakers. Uh, play it or don't. I don't care. I don't play it actually. Are we going to no, try no, it? Play it. Play it. it, play it, it. For, you heard yeah. it first. Do not play it. Play it so that we have people to beat up when we play. Please. Hey, I mean, maybe season three, it's right around the corner. Could be there, uh, there's a oh, season four. My bad. It could be there's a resurgence of interest into the game. 
at least for a short while. And then we'll bully people. And That's they're definitely going to keep updating this game for years and years and but, years. But I are think. they? With only like 200 people playing a day? Like, that's just nothing. All right, dude. I know we've had this conversation before. Keep up. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, dude, you you can't keep saying that. And I know we keep going back to it. Dude, if they will keep updating that Xenoverse game, the, I can I do not see any reason why they wouldn't keep updating this now, fucking game. To be fair to Xenoverse. What's it got like a hundred thousand people playing? You about to blow my mind? Um, well, they did just have that big update come out, so I'm gonna actually look up September's numbers. Uh, they had an average seven hundred and thirty-five players on Steam. That is quite a mm. bit more. Not right now. In the last thirty days, they have an average of fifteen hundred. I think it's because they have like an event going on. How large hey, is the game of Xenoverse? Like, how many people are in a game? Universe? Well, it's like a fighting game. It's like yeah, it's like a one v one game, dude. So usually a one v one. Oh, there's also raid modes. Yeah, they have a raid mode where you can join like like six people or five people, and you fight like a big NPC. But the most you're other six people. Other than that, it's just a fighting game. Hmm. No, that's not true. It, it is a fighting game, but there also are modes where you can like fight. The computer with your friends. Right. I don't know. I was just trying to like you could really try to like pare this fun. down into a number like uh how many matches of this game are going on at one time. Um like simultaneously. So like you have seven hundred thirty people, um somewhere around two to six per let's just say three. Seven hundred sixty divided by three is like two twenty six, somewhere around there. Um, that doesn't sound right. Well, I don't know, 250, let's say. Um, so there's 250 matches of that going on one time. When we were playing Breakers, there's 180 players and 8 people per match. So there's 23 matches going on at a time. Yeah, I'm looking at all the Steam charts. I don't, I mean, I don't even know why we're comparing these anymore. I'm just, just for fun, really. Xenoverse has never gone under 580 players. Ooh. Well, is, 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 am I crazy? Isn't, aren't Xenoverse one and two MMOs? No. No, they have a oh, hub world. Isn't yeah, Fighters the fighting game? No, well, Fighters, well, yeah, so fighters, fighters is a fighting game. Fighters These are totally different fighting, fighting games. games. Xenoverse 1 and 2 is a 3D fighting game, kind of like the Tenkaichi. They're like those Naruto games. But right. There is, there is a hub world when you're not fighting where you can see other characters like Jump Force or like, you know, the Naruto. Like any Bandai game that comes out. There, there's like a lobby where you can okay, see yeah. other characters and, and their, yeah. their stuff. Wow, this whole time I thought it was like a, like a full-on MMO. No, no, I don't think there's ever been a Dragon Ball MMO, right? Or a full-on one. Uh well there was there was one but it was only released in like Korea and in China or something. You'd Korean. have to ask the Sage Kurt oh, about yeah. that one. <laughs> it's called well I actually it's funny yeah I don't even want to talk about it really. I seen a video about it recently. There's like a a restored server uh in in America now. Maybe that's it's what like I'm it's like that City of Heroes thing you played. It is no it's exactly that it's called that's Dragon funny Online. that's cool. So I I guess what I was trying to get at is that like. There's somewhere around 10 times as many games of Xenoverse happening as Breakers. You know, I'm just saying, like... 
Yeah, but I guess on the back end is that anything that is in break, and I really believe this. Anything, I mean, like a hundred percent. It comes from the universe first. in breakers. So yeah, it's just like they're just like shoveling just you know, from one game downhill. to the, to the yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, so, you're right. Well, yeah, I mean, well, you're right. That is a fucking sad amount of games <laughs> going on right now. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the if the game kept going. That, now that's not like even the peak numbers of that day. Like that was just like the amount of people that were playing. Literally at the time I looked at it, you know what I mean? Right. There were there were twenty. Especially games. because like, I mean, I don't know, maybe this is their last ditch effort, and this is just me thinking out loud. You know, if they did see the game, like, all right, we're, we're done. You think they would just kind of quietly let season four come out? I'm like, all right, here's season four. Like, we're done with this game. I like do like a, I don't know, like a live stream event, like. Why hype people? Why hype people up, why hype people the live up for this season four? If you know you're just gonna shut the game off after, yeah, that's a good question. Maybe they're uh, well, maybe they're yeah, maybe they're desperate. Ma- maybe they exactly. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. That's uh, Dragon Ball the Breakers. Dragon Ball Dragon the Breakers. breakers. <laughs> that was Don't a good uh, good discussion. Good roundtable. Is that all I got, John? That's that's all. That's all I got. That's all he's got. Hey, thanks for that. We're going to go ahead and head into a break. We're going to come back and listen to what Greg has done recently. Oh, wait, yeah, I didn't do anything. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, you're not getting out of this one today, friend. And then... Fuck! And then, yes, we'll get to the news. You know, with this break that we're doing right now, you might even call us breakers. Uh Uh-huh. The the breakers. There's a city-sized comet racing towards Earth uh, that has regrowed horns after a massive volcanic eruption. The cryovolcanic comet 12P slash Pons Brooks is making us all ask, is this finally the bitter, bitter end? Yeah, but that's, like, not supposed to be anything to like, next year, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, not really my problem. <laughs> Like, call me when I see that shit in the sky, and I'm like, well, guess this means I ain't got to go to work today. You see the horns? So are we going to die? What, is, what does is it mean? It... Horns? Like those real? things like above and below it? I I, I guess, I yeah. I don't really, I don't see horns. I see it's the trail, I guess. You, or a trail. You can kind of see like two like cone shaped trails yes those are the quote horns i would say yeah i would say that's like a tra- that's its trail instead of horns i think it's like psychopathic to say it's horns i've what, been sort they of said horns for... were made from like a volcano you said uh there could be uh, volcanoes it's, it's, on asteroids yes it's a volcanic comet apparently <laughs> what the fuck and this is a an eruption event i don't even know that. what the fuck is a volcanic at comet is it just like a, a volcano or a comet that's exploding? Like spewing out like molten hot asteroids all over the it place? It is a cryovolcano. Uh, oh, it's just so it just touches you and you freeze and explode. It's a cold, Great, dude. It's a cold oh volcano, God. a comet. It has a cell nucleus with an estimated diameter of 18.6 miles and is filled with a mix of ice, dust, and gas known as cryomagma. The, the Damn. nucleus is surrounded Damn. by a Cryo fuzzy magma? cloud of gas called a coma, 
which leaks out of the common interior. Damn, this is pretty sick, actually. Damn, that's fucking nuts. That hits the planet? Dude, global warming is good. When solar radiation heats the comet's insides, the pressure builds up, and the comet violently explodes, shooting its frosty guts out into space through large cracks in the nucleus's shell. It's just ice, frozen ice, just plummeting in through fucking space. Jesus. What the, what is this cryomagma gas? Like, it just says it's a gas. What is it? I bet it's like that shit that happens in the ocean when the ice, like, uh, the ice nail thing, like, touches the ground and it just explodes ice all over the place and kills everything near it. But it's like that. I've been waiting for a comet to, to finally come at us. Smash an earth. So, so I that um, we can finally see what, like, space defense Our shitty have. government does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what are uh, they going to... I don't think... I don't think it, we got much going on. Surely there's, like, a, like an experimental orbital cannon, uh, a, like, anti-orbit... Anti Oh, gun. like the U.S. is high, has it underground? Like, <laughs> they never want to talk about it? <laughs> That'd be fucking pre insane. Pre President Kennedy, they want to develop a, a weapon that is capable of knocking the Earth out of its own orbit. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I, that, that, that's, that's pretty crazy. I think, I don't know, I think it'd be cool if, like, this asteroid or a comet hit Earth in some way. But, like, didn't wipe us all out. Wiped, like, a big chunk of us out. <laughs> That'd be cool. But, Greg, where would you want it to land? And remind you, we are recording. Uh, but honestly, like, right on top of me, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you don't want to see what happens. You just want to... You just want it. Uh, he just wants uh, it. Either. <laughs> I just want to be... Greg, Greg will die happy dude. knowing it is happening. Right. Wow, He's that's the devil comment the Andy was talking. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That must have been episode 140. Boom! When I read... Um, yeah, you guys can't cancel me because I'm just trying to, you know, asteroid myself, so it doesn't matter. Sure, you, you got around me. I was trying. Uh, when, I, when I read the book series Remnants as a kid by uh, K.A. Applegate, who also wrote Animorphs, um, the first book deals with like, like a selection of people jetting away from Earth on like an uh, experimental arc because a comet is about to hit Earth and decimate, its, or, I mean, destroy the, the world, kill all life on the planet. And uh, it, it kind of was like, too real uh at the time because i was i was kind of young reading about like the the protagonist is literally like looking out the window of the space shuttle carrying him away from earth as the comet hits and like kills everyone on earth and it's just like yep yeah, it's that it's done it happened yeah i like to i'd like to think of this uh this comet as um you ever watch, you ever read that Junji Ito manga uh, about the comet uh, Rain? I think it was called Arena. Wait, was that Hellstar Romina? Is that Hellstar Romina? I think it's Hellstar Romina. There's like some some body in the yeah, in it's Hellstar Romina. Yeah, okay. imagine this. Imagine this shit turned into that. 
<laughs> just demon worlds or demon yeah asteroids. it turns out that thing's like a big fucking evil eye and it's just coming right towards us see that would actually be more interesting to me because that would imply like so many things about the state of our existence that, the, that would the world? intrigue me so that'd much that'd be yeah. fucking bananas I'd punch it right in the eye see, see that too we wouldn't be under any threat because John would just punch it right in the eye I would I'd punch it right in the eye yeah, we'd have to make like a giant finger the size of a mountain to uh, like poke it in the eye. Welcome back, everybody. Greg, what are hey. you been up to the, over the last couple weeks? Oh uh, well, you know I got hang, the classics. Stop, all stop. Up. No, no lying this week. Go ahead. Uh, Sorry. All right. Uh, I just quietly play WoW, and other than that, uh, I've done nothing but play Voices of the Void, which I keep <laughs> talking about, and Still I keep going. bringing up. Uh, I've had quite the adventure these last two weeks. Uh, they've my friends here have seen some of it. Uh, they don't believe me. I'm. They think I'm crazy, but I've, I've seen aliens. I've uh, been hunted by a Wendigo. Or a Wendigo slash Skinwalker. Uh, all right, let me I've, let me uh, let me let me give you the ooh, audience. The I rundown. was about to start rambling for days. Let me give the audience <laughs> the rundown of what this game actually is. Uh, Voices of the Void is a game where you mostly walk around a kind of like lab office area. You wander quite a bit. Uh, sometimes you drive a vehicle outside the lab office area into a somewhat forested region up there. Uh, and then mostly, and this is big, you go online and lie to your friends. That's part of the game? Yeah. And Does it like, incentivize the... you to do that? Or... Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't quite understand. I haven't played the game myself, but it seems to be pretty prevalent. Maybe the voice is telling you. The lies. The I do not lie. I have, I've, I've killed so many aliens. I've... I've kidnapped aliens. Uh, some stories I'll cut through. It just never happens uh, when we're an, watching. It's just, I had just a, a weird, uh, I it's had, just crazy. Oh my god! I've I'll 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 leave my climax to the end. But uh, I had one alien, which is a mannequin that uh, they act like uh, SCP one seven three, where yeah, like they, they when you look close. away from it, it'll run towards you. So this I had a bunch of mannequins or a mannequin come at me, and I proceeded to drive a nail into its leg and throw him into my basement area and I've had him with me for I had him with me for a couple of days and his boys kept trying to break into my base and get him back but I would stop I would grab them and I'd stuff them into this wood chipper I bought which would turn them into garbage which I would take the garbage I would bag it up and then I would sell it back to the company for credits and I had this whole, I had this crazy system like set up where I would order an item box. I would like buy, I would, I bought this big ass wood chipper and I would just wood chip like mannequins that came at me, uh, drapes, curtains, all this crap. And I would just smash it down into garbage, bag up the garbage and sell it back. And it gave me a crazy amount of money. I ended up buying a, a little robot companion who would fix the servers for me and he would constantly get stuck on a hill and die and I'd have to run out there and grab him and fix him. Um, I ended up buying a, th my, my main goal was to buy a 3d printer, which cost me a thousand dollars. 
and I, I did end up uh, finally ca uh, getting one, but that was my biggest downfall because I tried to 3D print something. Uh, I tried to 3D print out a, uh, a cardboard cutout of Germa, and it proceeded to corrupt my game, and I had to restart the entire thing. That was very sad. That tracks. <laughs> uh, um, your but your description did remind me. I, I did see the peanut mannequin. I can't confirm that at least exists. I um I've I had a but I had I've had aliens. Uh, well, all right. So one thing I did was I ended up finding a deer skull, and I stuffed it in the microwave and tried to cook it, and it burst into flames and exploded. And I ended up starting to get stalked by like a skinwalker. He would just appear outside the windows and he would set up uh, like these crazy uh, like uh, totems. And then he would just appear for a second, disappear. I had that going on for multiple days. I had multiple alien sightings. I had uh, at one point I had smoke appear in the distance and I was like, whoa, what is that? And I went over to it and it was something. And I don't it was some crazy alien. That was building a house out in the woods. I so they left their spaceship there, and they um and they left like a bunch of supplies. They had like uh some nice bedding, uh and like a uh like a lantern and this chest. And when I touched this chest, an alarm would explode, and the a shockwave would like shoot me back. And uh, you all of a sudden I would start hearing like something running up to me, and there was like these creatures. That had like a like a predator cloak all around them. They would run up to me, push me to the ground, and like throw stuff at me, <laughs> which uh, which made me mad. So I ended up bringing my quad over to their place. I had a bunch of these cables, and I stole all of. A, I basically hooked up all their stuff, and just hauled my ass back to my house, stuffed everything into my garage, and locked it off. And I could hear them come back to my house and I saw their like weird shimmer and then picking up rocks being unable to get into my house and like throwing rocks at my window so, so I was an insane like insane man steals from his uh, <laughs> camping neighbors That's insane. and they uh they so they start like throwing rocks at me and shit and Sounds like I a basically fever like stay in my house I have this whole thing set up and all of a sudden I start seeing like, as I'm, like, turning corners, I start seeing mannequins popping up in the distance. Like, they're coming towards me. Like, they're in, like, their running position coming towards me. They start distracting me. All of a sudden, I hear my door, my front door, start making this crazy static noise. And it it just, it rips open. They, uh, the invisible creatures broke in. They proceeded to get into my home. And I had a, a shovel, so I started swinging it at it. It grabbed my shovel mid, like, like, uh, mid swing, threw it at me. When I fell to the ground, it proceeded to push me into my little pool. And when I got up, it pushed me in the pool again. And when I got back up that time, they stole everything back from me. Like, they disappeared and took everything. They beat the shit out of me. <laughs> and they, uh, they helped the mannequin boys, uh, save their friend. So I lost everything. It sounds no like you're playing a very strange it, huh? version of Rust. No, I, I had some pictures that I was able to show. Uh, it sounds like straight chaos, but uh, it's that's all I got for that game, man. Is just straight chaos. Are you gonna replay it? I uh, I I've actually well, that's I've been replaying it. Actually, uh, I spent most of today playing it and most of last night playing it. Um, I'm a couple days in. I have, I am in with all the knowledge I've learned. 
I am in such a good spot. I'm like day four and I have like, I have a little robot that helps me. I got a, I have a decent amount of upgrades. I'm, I got a, I have a, uh, there's this little bunker I found and I found that if you shut off the power, it, uh, turns off the, like the, uh, key code. So I was just able to open the door and steal all the shit in there. I'm in a very good spot. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know everything. And I'm the second loop now. Well, yeah, there's been some new stuff that's happened. Uh, I had this one thing that happened where uh, all my lights turned off and somebody, some some little trickster took a bunch of uh, like glow sticks and put them all around my windows and like above me. So I thought I, there was like an alien spaceship above me, but it was just a bunch of glow sticks <laughs> and they were, uh, they were a little prankster, which was pretty cool. Uh, and I guess this leads on to my second thing. Okay. Uh, so I've voices been, you know, while I'm, while I, yeah, that was voice. Sorry, of the Void. Real, while I'm playing quick. this, uh, do we? Do, yeah, do oh. we know when Voices of the Void is set to release? Because I, just a reminder to people uh, at home, this is an I don't think so. You're playing right now. Yes, this is a demo. It is going to get a full release. I just do not know when. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no problem, man. No problem. Um. So while I've been playing this, I've been, you know, I need to, I like to have something on in the background or something to the side and watch something. And I happened to go on YouTube one day and I see a live stream going on. It's fucking Halloween town. All the movies. Oh, yeah. Fucking. They're fucking, I guess they're streaming them for like uh, the anniversary of it. So I was like, mm -hmm. dude, when I was a kid, I fucking love Halloween town. What's Halloween town? So uh I. Oh my God, Andy! Hold on. Uh, uh, a, I thought I thought at first you were talking about uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's a weird way to call that movie." <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I guess Halloween Town is no. This is a <laughs> so this is like an old Disney Channel movie. I uh, I think it was like in the nineties, and it's basically about this girl who ends up turns out she's like a witch, and there's this whole thing, uh, this whole town called Halloween Town, and. Uh, it seems familiar, I watched, but I don't know if I'm just thinking of yeah, like, her grandma's, a witch. Her grandma's the head witch, um, and I watched the entire. See, there's four fucking movies which blew my mind. I only knew, I only thought there was two. There's yeah. like a high school one, and there's like a college one. I was like, what the hell, dude? I've only but seen I watched the first them all. Two. Um, the first two, still decent. I liked them. I thought I was like, dude, I remember these when I was a kid. I think these are sick. The other two, they're just like fucking regular Disney Channel movies. They suck. I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> but they are, I guess, meant for, you know, small children. So whatever. But here's the fucking crazy part. So I'm watching this movie. And the fucking, uh, the grandmother shows up. And that's fucking who it is. It's fucking Carrie Fisher's mom, dude. What? Uh, oh, yeah, Debbie I don't Reynolds. know. The yes, Debbie Reynolds. I was like, because I'm like, why the fuck does, do I know this lady from something? So I looked her up, and then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. And then I saw she was Carrie Fisher. I was like, holy shit, dude. And then I found out, I had no idea about this. She died like a few days after Carrie Fisher died. I had, and then I looked up in that shit. I was like, what the fuck? Crazy banana shit, dude. Crazy Very banana. good. Uh, I said it better myself. Crazy banana shit. Uh... But yeah, man, I, I will say on the record, I think those first two movies were pretty solid. I have a very niche complaint about the first Halloween Town movie. Oh yeah, is that uh, 
What's what is it? I might agree with you. So I always really liked that there was a movie called Halloween Town about a Halloween town where it's always Halloween in this town. And they so mm-hmm. they have like, you know, a giant pumpkin in the town square and all the all the all the residents are like different monsters and stuff like that. And you got the the skeleton cabbie and, you know, there's witches there. You know, the, the Dude, Benny, the, the cab thing. driver. Yeah. Yeah. So I loved all that stuff because I was always, you know, I always liked the, you know, what Halloween is and, and all its aspects. Mm-hmm. But it always felt because it was a Disney TV movie budget Halloween town movie that the introduction of Benny the cabbie, the skeleton cabbie, was actually a mistake because even though he can drive them around anywhere, Halloween Town, as it's depicted on screen, like the physical location, seems very small because you're always hanging around the the town square that has like the the giant pumpkin <laughs> statue in the center, and because they're always hanging around that, it feels like a, a set. You know what I mean? It feels like a a constructed little little area. With some facades. Well, yeah, I mean, in the first movie, it's like, it's the square, the movie theater, and I think, like, the these two, like, uh, maybe her house. That That's, yeah. like, really the main three set pieces. Anywhere uh, they go they in do, the movie, you can see from anywhere else that they go in the movie, you know? Well, do I have that's some cool. good news for you, Flash? Because mm-hmm. in the, the last two movies, uh, they basically, you they have the Halloween Town University. You ever hear <laughs> about that, dude? Pretty that cool. Just like a, is that a campus, or...? Yep, it's just okay. a big old fucking campus, and then it turns out there's like this big old uh castle, and uh, it's, there's it's it's a big world. It's apparently like uh, it's like another dimension, basically, like uh, right, the evil dimension world, I guess. Okay, but yeah, that like it's it's a completely illegitimate complaint because it's a TV movie because it, it feels small. Budget. But yeah, I like what I, they did do, even as a kid. But when I was a kid, I was always thinking, man. It does feel small, you know. I want a town. I want them to go to, you know, rolling down the street. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I really liked all the uh like all the prop uh characters or like all, all the makeup for like all the crazy monsters you see in the background. Some of yeah. them are fucking so nuts to look at. Uh it's pretty cool. I loved the aesthetic I just, yeah. when I when I was a kid, I loved oh, the aesthetic oh, of like um all the the monster costuming and makeup being that sort of brand of like this the same sort of thing that you know the Goosebumps TV show at the time would have done, um, where it's just like everything was like big and bloated. Yeah, bloated like goblin masks and and uh, everything is like just on the side of silly rather than creepy. Um, but it was all practical, of course. I mean, yeah, um, I, like if anything, I definitely remember like the creepiest thing I thought of from those movies when I because when I was a kid, I was a bitch. I was a small little baby bit. And uh, the main bad guy, when he appears out of like, I don't know if you remember when they're in like the movie theater and there's like this crazy portal and the main bad guy pops out of it. That used to terrify me. Watching it now, I'm like, all right, I get why that scared me. But, you know, it was was just funny. I'll admit that I was also a bitch when I was a kid. Things that shouldn't be scary it scared me all the time when I was a kid. Y'all, and that's that's kind of why was, I loved Halloween themed stuff because it was like making that stuff safe and fun instead of legitimately scary going to kill you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And of course, later in life, I got into 
actual, you know, like uh, horror movies and stuff like that that are intended for adult audiences. I used to fight lions and tigers. What? Yeah. Wow. Pretty impressive. I, I, w- I would fight lions and tigers that were bigger than that. Right. I would do snakes too, though. Yeah, my, my snakes are really long. Interesting. I would do sharks. Yeah, I'd I'd go, have, I would uh, go on their own turf. I would I would fight them in the water. And you would and you would fight them on the I would, uh, <laughs> I, I would I would go and have like and a would, forty minute adventure to find all the materials to make like a potion or something to save my town. I, or, I'm and sorry, you did one hundred shark town. fights and one hundred of them were on land. All right, I'll let you know them. Ooh, shit. I, I would start fights with hundreds of birds and then actually fly up and beat them. Did you have wings, or did you just fly? No, he never did like that. Superman. He's lying. Remember, he says he's lying. He didn't do that. What? No. I'm Wait, not he would lying. just lie like that? No. He didn't. Who is he, Greg? Guys, I'm not lying. Uh, but yeah, that's Halloween Town. Uh, you know, that's the thing I have in the background while I'm fucking fighting for my life against aliens, and my friends make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been noticing a bunch of like 24-hour streaming stuff happening this this October yeah, season. I've, like, there's a Scooby Doo cool. one also. From the Warner Brothers I did channel. not know that. I would fucking have that on if I had seen I think they're that. just that would... showing the movies like on repeat. Are they just like... A cool idea. Has, has, like has the TV, animated movies? Has TV yeah. largely devolved down into Ooh, like... Oh, that's awesome. Just trying to be competitive with streaming by mostly being streaming. But like taking the, taking the choice out of you. Just like having one spot. I mean, you have this back catalog, right? And so you can... You obviously put them on your streaming service. Like the Scooby-Doo movie, animated movies might be on... Uh, HBO Max, whatever it's called, Max. Um, but maybe they can make a little extra revenue by streaming them continuously every day on a YouTube channel. You know, yeah. Sure. Maybe that gets them something. They're just sitting around. Uh yeah, man. That's all I got. Uh, Debbie Reynolds, uh, you're the best grandma. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Debbie Reynolds. Rest in peace, Debbie. Yeah, that was sad. She it was like a sympathetic death. Right. Yeah, after she had daughter. a dude. She had a fucking stroke, and their uh, son was like, "Yeah." She just the last thing she said was she really wanted to be with uh, fucking Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I was like, "Damn!" Was, I forgot about that. That was heartbreaking. And then she left everything for Carrie, and when Carrie died, left everything for her daughter. So Todd didn't get anything. Mm. But fuck you, Todd. I'm just kidding. I don't know who that guy. Hey, you know, maybe Todd didn't get anything, but our listeners at least will get quite a bit of something. We're gonna give them some news. 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 I hope it's a comfort in these dark times. Okay. Uh, former Daedalic staff say Golem apology was written by ChatGPT and that they had no knowledge of the apology for its publishing or for its posting by publisher Nacon. You guys remember that the game Golem released in an embarrassing state and then, of course, they apologize. Apparently, that was written by AI, which is like so embarrassing on so many levels, but it's like, just take 10 minutes like it's not like it takes long to write right like they're, they're saying the same shit right like uh. it is the, it is the most generic apology and people noted that right away i don't think anyone truly really expected that ai was actually involved because why would you even need that for this purpose yeah it's right? such a short 
message. It's just a few paragraphs of apology that would be generic without AI anyway. So it's, it's, it's a little baffling. <laughs> and then the, uh, the further fact yeah, that weird. like it wasn't even data like apparently. Uh, the, this article uh, that you found uh, from Video Game Chronicle goes further to say that um, did they like pay someone to make a statement and they just used AI? <laughs> Maybe that would be yeah. extra funny. That's totally possible. Like a PR firm or something. There's apparently like systems that the game never realized. Like one system that included having Golem and Smeagol argue argue over each other. Uh, with the player choosing the option of which one wins. Uh, but folks are saying that the game was just rot from the core. Even with those systems, it was still pretty bad. And that's why, like, the font of those decisions is, like, default yeah. text. It's, it's like, not stylized at all. It's just some font. Yep. Jeez. Uh, due to the writer's strike, Marvel Studios plans to make some changes to TV business. Well, I ask you know more about this one than I do. Well, the biggest thing is that this, it's, it's, uh, this is also baffling in that they're now saying like, oh, now we're going to start letting showrunners actually like write the pilot for our shows and then we're also going to have show bibles now which raises the immediate question of you didn't before (laughs) and then then the further the further comment of oh that makes sense that you didn't before because of the shows that you've been putting out so um goody i guess for their on their continuing tv efforts but it's it's a real bad look that they're admitting that that's why their shows have been on average, not great. I mean, they're only fucking spending uh, tens of hundreds of millions of dollars, dude. Give them a break. That's the crazy yeah, thing, too. It's like really with Star selfish. Wars, too. Like, how are you spending this much money on something that you are half-assing? Right? Why aren't you putting so much planning into all this stuff? That's insane. I don't know. Like, the idea that they don't have a a common reference for things. Like, it's just, like, based yeah. on, like, writers who work there knowing everything. That's insane. Like, like comic, uh, you know, comic uh, studio. What are they called? Comic book houses? <laughs> comic companies comic, have, comic like, bills? they have, you know, reference materials and people that can tell you what has happened with characters and like i you know they have bibles at the comic studios uh for comic book movies why would you not have bibles that tell you what's happened and what's allowed and like are a reference point for all these characters that you have in your universe your shared universe i just don't understand it at all i don't get it either so i wonder what exactly uh triggered alarm bells what do you did they go into much detail about what was so bad about this daredevil show to completely hit the brakes uh last time i looked at this article was like a week ago i am trying to 
remember. It's not a big deal. Just um, interesting. Apparently, um, the people who were working on the show, um, the the head writers on Daredevil, mm-hmm. had made a like a a legal procedural out of it that wasn't really similar to the Netflix show. Um, which, as they say in this article, was you know known for the action <laughs> more than the the legal proceedings, um, and like uh, Charlie Cox wasn't in costume until the fourth episode. Um, so then Marvel looked at that what the head writers were doing, and then you know stopped that, let the head writers go, and apparently it's it's resulted in a whole change of course. Yeah. Wow. Um. Which is, it's like, really, that was the straw, you know? They've had shows up to now that have felt rudderless. And yet, like, I mean, the last thing, maybe it was Secret Invasion, quite honestly, that that did them in. And Daredevil is just the next one, you know, after Secret Invasion. Because Secret Invasion was a, a train wreck. I mean, yeah, you. I wonder if the numbers are hard to see at first, because you have to deal with, like... uh People are on momentum. They're just watching the next Marvel thing. So they watch all Secret Invasion because it's the next Marvel thing. But, you know, then that sets them less likely to watch the next thing because they didn't really like it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and maybe, like, maybe there was a larger fall-off or something. I don't know. Uh, Actually, I I do have a reporter, Boots on the Ground, over at Disney+. Plus. John, uh, how are things looking over there? Uh, I'll tell you what. I... Did watch the first episode or two of Secret Invasion, and I did not give a shit. <laughs> I skipped it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I watched the first three or four. I forget. But same Loki, same opinion. Loki two started up a few weeks ago, or Loki season two started up a few weeks ago, and I thought Loki was uh, maybe a highlight, or maybe the highlight of the, the Disney Plus shows so far. Um. Low key. Are you saying that about season one or season two? Season two. Season one. Season one. Oh. Hey, it sounds like Low Key is high key worth it. A little biased. Uh, I like season one, but I'm a really big fan of like the like the the mix of like bureaucratic and like paranormal, like 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 Men in Black or stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I like that about. I mean, like the structure, the TVA systems. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just fun to see those two things cross, like. Like, you know, bureaucracy and then, like, paranormal, which is, like, supposed to be beyond reason and comprehension and, like, they're finding a way you to... You find people who do a deal with it as part of their day job. Cubes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always it's, a fun bit for me. There's got to be, like, a word for that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's got to be. But, uh, but season, so you, season two started. And I, you I, haven't I, I watched just, that yet? No, no, I have. I, I've watched oh. the first two, two episodes. They come out on Thursdays now, so I think the... Episode three, I think, is coming out right now or airing right now on Disney Plus. Um, yeah, I, I just skipped Secret Invasion. I didn't give a shit about it, and then I yeah, I just went right over to Loki. Well, Secret Invasion was bad. I don't think I don't even know if they have anything. The other problem is it's that like they're they're doing like two, and I don't know if they're gonna mix these in. I really don't want them to, but they're doing like two different like overarching stories. It seems you know Secret Invasion. They're they're opening up the, the you know, what what storyline was it the the secret invasion right <laughs> that's what it's called yes. you know with all the scrolls and stuff 
Um, but then, you know, with the MCU and Loki, it's all about, like, Kang and him and his multiverse. And it's like, I would much rather just focus on that story because it's, like, working and I don't give a shit about the scrolls. Maybe it's going to end up being Especially like the way they big, handled them in this universe. Some big giant movie, two or three movie deal that, like, deals with well, both those problems at the same well, time. Well, I mean, kind of, right? Because The like, King the stuff Avengers is going movie, to, but the scroll stuff is dead in the water at this point. Uh, hopefully it does, or stays dead. But, so what, what do you um, think they're going to do? Are they just going to ignore it? Like, retcon it, or what? No, they resolved it in the the, the season. Okay, I don't actually know how, I don't know how Secret yeah. Invasion ends. I but, really but don't. They, they totally resolved it. That, that's done. They do. Yeah. Uh, okay, good. I, I, honestly, I feel like that's better that way, because I wouldn't want them try to work it into this storyline and have like two big things to worry about like I don't know it's just I don't care about scrolls I imagine there are some like mega comic nerds out there who are really just hating this because it's that feeling of like you love secret invasion you get to see it made and then it sucked and you just know oh. it's not gonna get made again <laughs> there's one why, why are you yeah. calling me out like that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I guess you know, I guess, I guess sure you do fit every... that bill, but, I, but you know you don't seem that upset about it, right? No, like I, I think I've mentioned before that I read all of Secret Invasion and all the tie-ins back in the day when it came out. Um, I uh, I never loved it, but I I saw its potential and I liked it a lot more than a lot of other people did, quite honestly. But um, I knew they were never going to be able to make the and you've talked you know, about this even on the Secret Invasion. We talked about that. It just wasn't possible. Yeah, it just wasn't possible. But they could have done so much better with the same Especially idea. They could have made a like thriller a TV show. where anyone could be a scroll. You know, I yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I feel like part of that is having like a huge cast of characters, and you don't know which one of them is a scroll. With the TV mm-hmm. show, you know, they're only going to get so many characters, and it's like. Yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like I don't know. It doesn't seem like it would fit a TV show. I feel like to me it would have to be like, like an overarching like phase one or you know phase like a a phase thing. You know what I mean? Multiple movies kind of in there. Yeah. Uh, Where there's the scrolls are like a a threat that's growing. Yeah. In the background. Yeah. That would be cool. And and according to this article too, like they had a writer um, who wrote for like Mr. Robot. He was working on the scripts for Secret Invasion for a year and then was just like replaced by Marvel. Um, um and that's what they ended up going with. Like they just replaced uh uh they didn't like the direction. They just replaced one writer with another after a year of work. Right. So no wonder. Uh yeah, what does anyone know what was coming on after Loki? Season two? I have no idea. I don't either. I know that Miss Marvel or sorry, season two was out. The Marvels movie is going to be following up on. Um, don't they plan like a hundred movies ahead? Well, the Marvels is oh, coming sorry. out November tenth. Yes, that will be in theaters. The Marvels movie is supposed to be following up on, um, like the WandaVision. What happened in WandaVision a little bit, um, right. but. Other than that, I don't know what else is even coming out. Uh, late 2023. I don't know if this has been moved because of the writer's strike. I don't know when this article came out. This is May, so it probably has been moved. Uh, what if season two was supposed to come out late 2023? All right. Uh, possibly moved. 
yeah, well, the, just, the first season normal. had some okay episodes, but yeah, yeah, I thought there were some good ones, and then there were some not good ones. So, like, I haven't watched any Loki season two yet, but is it like, oh, is it still entertaining at all to you as someone who likes season one? I'm two episodes in. Um, it's I don't know, it still seems to be building the the larger plot of you know what they're actually going to be doing this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so far enjoyable. They got um, um, um I don't know his name, but he was the uh, the male actor and everything everywhere all at once. Uh, oh, uh, Ki Hui Kwan, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah, he is uh, a supporting cast in this season. He, he he does a fun job. Works at the TVA. Um, like I said, there's only been two episodes so far, but yeah, yeah, I'm digging it. Digging it. Cool. I'll probably touch it. I'll probably look at my my yeah, take, take my eyeballs and put them on the screen for it. What else we got? Yeah, that was a tangent anyway because we were talking about uh, Marvel's changes. Sorry, my 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 brain short circuited trying to like parse a sentence on this next story. Um. All right, Gargoyles live action series has been announced for Disney Plus. Uh, he is the maker of the Annabelle movies. Oh my god! And dude. the line that tripped me up was you know, he Dobberman wrote Annabelle Animal Creation, Annabelle Comes Home, which were produced by Atomic Monster and are an integral part of Wands the Conjuring universe, the highest grossing horror franchise of all time. <laughs> I don't like. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, there's okay. like six films in there. There's like the Nun, Annabelle, Conjuring. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I guess, I've seen the Conjuring. I've not seen Annabelle, but I guess I'm missing out on an integral part of the Conjuring. Well, you haven't seen the Nun either, have I've not seen the Nun. It's a whole thing. I think that's also in there. You haven't seen the NCU, dude. The non cinematic the- universe. <laughs> Is the Conjuring about Annabelle? Am I am I crazy? It's not right. Annabelle uh, is a, in the she background. She shows of the up first in like yeah, she, she's like in a box when they're like showing off. the According files. to a quick search, there are seven movies in the Conjuring universe: Conjuring, Annabelle, Conjuring Two, Annabelle Creation, The Nun, The Curse of La Llorona, Annabelle Comes Home, and The Conjuring. The devil made me do it. <laughs> that last one sounds like a title Lorona? I didn't know that was a uh, one of those movies. The Curse of La Llorona? What the fuck? Yeah, man? I've seen that movie. That's not that great. Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It sounds like a Simpsons play when they're doing like the Troy <laughs> yeah. like you may have seen me in. <laughs> you may have seen me in. The Conjuring, the Devil Made Me Do It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good title. Uh, so yeah, that's what's going on with The Conjuring. Alright, yeah. I mean, I, I saw the first movie. I kind of liked it. I might have seen the second one, and I don't remember it. So, uh, that's, that's yeah, cool. Good for them. Uh, how do we feel about a new Gargoyles series? Were you guys Gargoyles heads? I was not a Gargoyles head. I never watched it when I was a kid. I thought it was kind of like neat, I... like the few times I would see it on. But, like, I didn't really watch it as a kid, you know? Yeah, same. I I saw a few episodes, but I also really didn't like uh, any of them. I thought they were weird. I mean, now I remember feeling like, oh, that's so cool. I remember feeling like, yeah, they're like weird and gross. Yeah, I felt like I'd seen it and I was like, this is for like older. This is like for my Alex. This is, I'm too young to watch this. This is for big Uh, boys. Yeah. Well, I didn't think of them as kind of cool, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A little grown up. 
Yeah, I was like, damn, like they're like fighting and and I think one of the guys says hell once. Or Whoa, what? Oh, damn. <gasps> oh, I, a, a. What's it heck? What's it heck? I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, but it's not just Dauberman. It's also uh, James Wan. So it's it's the two of them. Um, I guess that's that's kind of fun. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, these guys are doing like hardcore horror stuff and they're going into gargoyles. I don't know if that's... Uh, I hope they don't. I, yeah, yeah. What are they gonna make that shit like hardcore? Like fuck. I mean, was Gargoyles hardcore? I, I don't know. Like, was it considered like relatively? I hardcore? don't remember. It man. was still a Disney. I mean, it was a show, Disney show. You know, I'm like, just saying, like relatively, you know. Uh, it hit, hit dark themes. Let's put it that way. Okay. There was never, there was never gonna be like a beheading or something right. like that. But there were dark themes. Yeah. Now human trafficking is so darker than Darkwing Duck. Where's my live action uh, street sharks? Sounds like they should have called it dark. Where is dog. my fucking live action street sharks? You're right, Greg. Only a matter of time. Hey, Silent Hill Ascension is live premiering on October 31st. So, just to remind everybody, this is the somewhat interactive streaming series. Flask, I don't know if you're more with it with uh, what the elements of interactivity are expected to be. So it's like it's it is like a live streamed one time only event, right? But you can uh, sign up now. You can you know uh, uh, pre register for the the event on the thirty first, and then you use your phone, I guess, because it's on the Google Play Store. I didn't know that part. Like it's a Google Play listing, so I assume you use your phone only to. Uh, you know, you in the chat come to decisions that I don't know what form they will take exactly, but, uh, you know, it's basically like you're playing a game movie and I don't like the line impact the canon of Silent Hill. <laughs> I don't like that line. I don't like the use of canon there, but, um, They've compared it to like Black Mirror Bandersnatch, which was a an interactive movie on Netflix. Um, yeah, they call it crowd control decision making. But what form that will take exactly, I'm not. If you're not concerned sure. about not being able Just to make it, use live stream. Navox said that many of the decisions are made in advance. So it sounds like you would. Sounds like there's going to be a com a combination of things that happen during the stream, and then also like maybe polls at the end of an episode or something. Oh, maybe so. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could be an interesting project. I don't know if this is going to be anything. But, like, even more yeah, so like than... the uh, nature of it. What was the game we talked about earlier today that you played on the next best? Um, The blended pixel art and live horror. Oh, uh, Tenebris uh, something or other. Yeah, Tenebris <laughs> something or other. Like, that game we were talking about, there's kind of, like, one. the same vibe where, like, when you need, like, when you're trying to, like, make a, a game space, you know, like, are you, oh, how much on rails is it? You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. I think this even more so is going to feel mostly on rails with, like, some minor elements of interactivity. Yeah. Especially because, like, they have a bunch of, you know, like, entertainment studios working on it. Along with Konami, you know, you got the J.J. Uh, Abrams Bad Robot games, but I don't know, you know. And 
at the yeah it's probably going to be movie like and at the point where it's like okay well it's it's a live stream that's movie like i'm i'm like well just just make a tv show like don't you know you don't need to do all this but this is the future andy yeah this is the future this is post twitch plays pokemon future hey art is dead we're living to the post art future uh that, that'll be interesting to watch regardless Halloween night. What time yeah. is this? Uh, nine like p.m. Nine p.m. our time. Halloween night. All right, a couple more quick stories. Uh, AMD released a new driver with a sick feature called Anti Lag uh, Plus that gives you a vac ban on Counter Strike Two. <laughs> sick. That is pretty good. Uh, Probably deserves it for trying to cheat like little cheaters. So this is kind of a um, uh, a, a messy story for AMD, uh, more than more so than Valve. Um, a lot of anti cheats are built around monitoring that certain DLL files aren't edited during the course of a game, um, and because edited DLL files, especially active editing of those files during a game, that's not permitted by the game client um, allows you to do cheating. You know, allows you to steal information from the game server. Allows you to inject things. I, I'm just kind of, I'm not a hacker, man. I'm just kind of throwing words out there. Um, right. But you get what I mean. The vibe. You know what I'm saying. Um, AMD released a feature that you could toggle on to certain games, including Counter-Strike 2, that would intercept the DLL and do some complex things to um, basically, I think, kind of like sync like the game performance to your um, a refresh rate and uh, sampling rate of your uh, video driver and that kind of shit. Bas- basically, it, it was a benign feature that did smoothen performance for players, but because it involves intercepting a DLL, uh, it was... Of flagged for an automatic vac ban. Um, That's no good. Vac bans are notoriously something that, like, once given, is very hard to take off. And Valve has rarely reverted vac bans, but of course they've come out and said in this case they wouldn't. Um, to contrast with, and hasn't like AMD. Sorry, uh, I was just going to say to contrast with, say, Nvidia. They have a, a similar solution, but their solution relies on the devs of a game building the framework uh, for to allow it to work, which developers often do. I don't even know if this is a, something you toggle onto these games. It might just be on on Nvidia systems, but um, in that way, I guess this goes to show why you do that. <laughs> exactly, it goes to show why you do that. Um, it seems that uh, people consider. Just recklessly modifying a DLL as an amateur move that should have been caught, given how video game, not just VAC, but easy anti-cheat and a lot of different uh, anti-cheat services work. Um, but like you were about to say earlier, Flask, AMD has since a fully retracted the feature. Mm-hmm. That sucks if you played Counter-Strike 2. And decide to try out the new feature from your video card supplier uh, on uh, in the last two weeks. Good luck getting your vac band reversed. I did rest in sh- rest in shit. Uh, 
cheaters. This one like has been such a slow burn over such a long time that I forgot that I hadn't. I almost like forgot that it was going to come to an end. Um, Microsoft and Activision deal has finally come to a close. It's done. It's official. Activision employees are officially Microsoft employees. The government can't do anything about it. Okay. So I asked the Broken Campfire podcast, what games are we hoping to see on the Game Pass soon? Oh, man. I don't... Do do uh, I even care about uh, any <laughs> Activision Blizzard Kingdom I games? I want... My my ultimate silver lining is I want the WoW sub to be a part of Game Pass. That <laughs> will never funny. happen, but uh, that is the one thing I want. That way I could just, I never, I just have Game Pass, done. I don't have to worry anymore. I have WoW, I'm happy. Would, we'll I wonder see. if that we'll would ever happen. happen. No, there's no way that would ever, can't think of that, would, that would be stupid because the WoW subscription costs more than Game Pass. <laughs> what are you talking about? It makes perfect sense. No, yeah, they're but they're, they're doing like I could see them pass, offering like a middle tier though. That's not like not as good as plus that comes with the WoW subscription, something like oh, that, maybe, or maybe yeah, even like maybe. A, a subscription tier in WoW where you are more like you don't you know you're not quite a, uh, a well. A so player. like I was gonna say you know, with WoW, uh, they have this new thing going on where they have uh, the trading post and every month it's like uh, they rotate they rotate out new items and it's like a bunch of new customizations and they added this new currency uh, called uh, Trader's Tender and basically we've seen in the like people have data mined a bunch of like uh, pictures and stuff that shows that currency going up on the marketplace so maybe like you'll be able like something with game pass will uh maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna go more to like putting the game for, uh wow free to play and like making like cosmetics and shit like uh where they make their money in the game mm. maybe i mean interesting have uh wow subscriptions been declining over the years Oh, def. I I would definitely say so. I mean, even like, uh, yeah, I love WoW, but definitely like it's like a twenty year old game, dude. Sure, sure. I I definitely see that shit uh declining. Well, especially I, I guess I'm just more curious. Wild like, have have recent moves like releasing classic WoW and Burning Crusade and stuff. Have that has that revitalized the community, or do you still? Perceive I mean, yeah. There's definitely a, a downward. Trend. There's definitely people that you know play on classic. We'll definitely see a BlizzCon with their uh, like because BlizzCon's at the end of the uh, like or in the beginning of next okay. month, and they're gonna show off a bunch of like their new shit there. So we'll see there. I personally think, I mean, yeah, every expansion we lose people, and yeah, like you know, some expansions like Shadowlands was awful. We lost a shitload of people there. Uh, this expansion, Dragonflight, personally, I think this has been really good, and I definitely think we've gotten a decent amount of people here. Uh, but I don't know. I I definitely see it it dropping. I mean, me personally, I definitely uh like I subscribe to the game. Uh, I play what I want to do, and then I just stop. So I'll like unsubscribe right. for like a month or two while there's no content. So yeah, I I mean, uh, it's it really depends. I can see. You know, as the years go by, uh, WoW going free to play and them having like uh like a WoW Plus subscription mode or whatever that gives you like something every month or some bullshit. I think the biggest thing is that those of us with Game Pass will no longer have an excuse 
on day one. Yeah, I would actually force everybody at gunpoint. Not even that, dude. <laughs> I was thinking more like when the new Call of Duty comes out, we're going to have to play with Kurt on day one. Oh, yeah, Kurt with Call of Duty. Because definitely those Call of Duty games are coming to Game Pass. Yeah. Ain't no way. So when this story broke about a week ago, I, I scrolled through Activision's catalog just to kind of like remind myself and be like, what, what would, would I play that? And I don't remember if I walked away with anything where I was like, oh, I hope that comes to Game Pass. Dude, I am looking through pure Xbox's f- list of 50 plus potential Game Pass games coming can, from can this deal. Can you post deal. that? Not a one of them, sure. But not a one of them. Ten of them are Call of Duty. Is interesting to me. <laughs> not a well, one of them excites um, me. Like I saw some people saying, like, like I guess I'll I'll finally be able to play the Call of Duty campaigns. And it's like, I'm a guinea, I guess. If like you just want an action movie, cool. they're not bad. But I mean, Sekiro. And like, even, I've already played through that. Right. Like even ones that would appeal to me, like the Crash Bandicoot games and stuff like that. That Spyro, you know, those are already. On PC, Al on Steam, yeah, and Game Pass. I was say, I maybe own, like yeah, I uh, on Steam. like Diablo, I guess. Mm. Maybe that'll come to Game Pass. Yeah, like old games. Blizzard games. Maybe like, would be that cool. would be fucking like if, if we can get like Warcraft three on like that. If Diablo two right, came yeah. out and not reforged, I didn't also have to like link it to like BattleNet or something. Like if they, uh, that's never gonna happen. But that would be kind of cool. I wouldn't mind playing Diablo two again. Right. With friends. Might get you back in. Prototype, you know, sure, I, I could play that again. I guess Tony... I Again, I own those on Steam, you know? I guess Tony Hawk Pro Skater would be literally the only thing off this list that I would be pretty jazzed about. One plus two, not five. Right. <laughs> care about any of really don't. I really don't. And perhaps... Coincidental? Probably not, but uh, around the same time, Pete Hines, uh, who has been a veteran uh, senior vice president, head of publishing for Bethesda for some time, um, 24 years, has decided to retire. So you're saying the Microsoft closing the deal was like them firing an arrow into the sky and then it landed in Pete Hines's back, is what you're saying? Hey, I'm just saying he's a senior vice president. Oftentimes, these acquisitions come with restructuring to integrate the two organizations and uh, people get forced to retire. It happens. Right. I'm not saying that happened in this case. It could just be that it's entering a new era and he feels that he's done his time and wants to move on. I don't know. I'm not too familiar with his, like, the contributions that he is credited for in PlayStation's well, he, lifetime. he Bethesda specifically. He, Bethesda. Right, he worked sorry. at Bethesda, but um, you know he he's apparently been in that role or similar similar roles for a couple decades. So being head of publishing, you could probably credit him for the successful strategy to release Skyrim over and over and over. <laughs> all right, twenty four well, years hopefully, uh, you of know. releasing Skyrim. It's all right. I mean, yeah. I mean, if if he's been the publishing guy, since you you can credit him for basically, he and Todd Howard would probably take the most credit for building Bethesda up from scrappy indie PC RPG maker to the studio they are now. 
It's a pretty big retirement. We also really. credit him with Fallout 76's release. Yes. <laughs> Hopping on mobile trends. Sounds like it had a publishing thing, right? Hmm. Yeah. Because remember that it came out of a originally came out of a mobile app that was somewhat successful. And then they basically adopted oh, a yeah. mobile game format to a PC game. Anyway. Eh, you win some, you lose some. You win some, <laughs> you lose some. Pete Hines, I hope you have a nice, blissful retirement. Vito, you're in some deep shit. We just did two hours of a pod that was solid enough, and you weren't even there. I think Vito owes... Yeah, what's your deal, Vito? Vito owes each what one of us that? two hours of his time. So he could have spent two hours with us, now he's got to spend eight hours making up for it. Damn. Ten hours if you count yeah. the time that he owes himself. Yeah, and you better take it. I'm sorry for swearing again, time, but that was a time. big deal. It was a big deal, man. Thanks, everybody, the hosts, for joining me tonight. It's a fun time. Listeners, if you're still out there, thank you All for right. listening. All right, All right John. <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> I hope you all game on and and have a good good game. Have, have a good a. Hey, remember the three words of Counter Strike. Good luck, have fun. Good half. Good good game. So our oh, official we motto. Spoke uh, fourth word of Counter Strike: uh, uninstall. Oh, this is no, boring. A, Try boring. Hey, I don't want to cut off. You're on the week. team. I, I prefer you not to. I'm on the team. I'm very self-deprecating. Uh, you fair, know this about me. That means it's not true. Yeah, sorry, John. He's got owned. Mm. Owned at the end of the episode. Flash, cut it here before he can come <laughs> up with a good comeback.